remember talking to Joe Pride months ago, and I kept talking, I asked him about Cole Crusher. He said, no, the, the race that this horse is going to be set for is the Hunter. And it's obvious if, with a name like that, Cole Crusher being set for the Hunter at Newcastle. Of course, coal mining in the Newcastle region, I think, started in the 1790s and actually still doing some mining south of Newcastle, some coal mining. But I don't think he went through a sale. And watching a couple of the bit of the footage on the weekend, he looks like a right pain in the backside, this horse at times, Cole Crusher. But... Joe Pry keeps saying he's Brave's horse. Brave takes care of him. Is that right, Brave? Yeah, he's mine. I've had him for, I think, about two years now. I've, I've, I've loved him from the start. Was he bred by the owners, was he? Yeah, he was. He was bred by Chris Murphy, who was major of NXS. Um, he also bred the older brother, Beach Baby, which we had for a bit too. He was actually a very promising horse. He's had a few issues. But, um, yeah, bred by owner. When did Chris Murphy pass? Because I think his daughter was on track there on the weekend at Newcastle. Yeah, I think it was, it was probably. I think it was just before this horse started racing. Actually, unfortunately, because I'm sure he would love love this horse. He loved racing his whole life. So no, it's um, pretty tragic. But um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he, he would be proud of this horse. Tell him, tell us why he's a bit of a handful and some of his characteristics, Cold Crusher. Oh, he's a very um, a flighty horse. He's very intelligent, but he's quite a. Um, I'd, I'd say spoiled because of me too, but. Um, He's um, just very, anything can upset him a bit, but he's not like that in racing, which is interesting. But I'm um, at home, like, there can just be a horse playing up around you. He'll start playing up, double barreling, jumping around. Uh, he just, he charges into the pool on most people, so only certain people can swim in. He's, um, when you get him in a good mood, he's very easy to deal with. He's actually very easy to deal with on Saturday, but um, he, ha- he has his moments of um, having a bit of a, a tantrum anyway. You said he's very intelligent. What are some of the things you've noticed about him? Read that point. Oh, he's very, um, very emotionally smart, I find. Um, I've, heard, I've heard a few moments where I've, he's, he's, you can tell he's able to read you. Like, he can read the person that's looking. That's either around him or has anything to do with him. One day, I, um, it, it might have been a weird, this story, but I was scratching Skirf off his back. And he actually kicked me in the face. He, like, kind of clipped me. And the whole two days after that, he was dead quiet for me. He just he kept looking at me like very worried. He's very, um, it's, it's easy to say, oh, it could be a coincidence. So I don't know, he's just, he just seems very emotionally smart, the horse. Did the relationship almost end when he kicked you in the chops there? No, I was blaming myself. Everyone else was blaming the horse. What but, sort um, of damage did he I do found to a you? Way to, no, it, was, it wasn't bad. He just kind of clipped me a bit. It was He only kind of like brushed me, but it, it did hurt. But um, no, it was fine. But, you know, he's very... Um, very intelligent, just a bit of a sook. Yeah. Gee, um, <laughs> what, what was the plan there on the weekend? Go as fast as you can for as long as you can? <laughs> um, to, to an extent, not that extent. I, I said to Tyler when he came back, I thought he went too quick. Uh, I thought he was going too quick. Anyway, he obviously wasn't, but he said the exact same thing. He said, yeah, no, I was going too quick. So, um, no, he's just, um, that's the way you have to win on him. He just rolls whenever you try and sit and be too cute. I mean, he never seems to run as well, so... Yeah, he broke the track record. I think Savatiano held it previously back in 2019, but new figures, 115.49. Yeah, very impressive. You know, it was a big win. Yeah, it was indeed. So what is, will he have a rest now? What are the, what's the plan? Cole Crusher. Um, so for the players now who have a, a, short, a short break, he only had four runs. He usually has six or seven. So um, we'll have a short break, and then we'll um, get him ready for an expressway first up. And then there's other races for him, like a, um, maybe a William Reed or a Canterbury. But we'll just worry our first up. 
and then we'll also probably try and take give him another little break and take him to Queensland. Okay, no doubt with a couple of other horses, which I'll get to in a moment. But he doesn't mind the wet either, does he? No, he doesn't at all. He, he can run on all tracks, which is one of his best assets, which probably is able to allow him to make that grade. So, um, yeah, we won't be running for them. I was looking at Think About It's prize money this morning, of course, big proven syndicate, but he won the Premier, he won the Everest, third in the winners. Now, my mathematics isn't the best, but those three start something like 8.4 million the horse earned. Oh, okay. So say again, sorry? Yeah, I was just saying over $8 million he earned during three starts. Yeah, no, it's very impressive. He's obviously had a great prep and there's um, definitely more to come for him. Um, obviously, we're going for a Doncaster disc prep and... Hopefully, we'll be we'll be winning that. Oh, really? 1,600 metres. How do you feel about that? I, I think he's probably going to make him better. I think the last run in the 1,300, it was a sign of him kind of wanting more ground anyway. I think he sprinted well for the first two runs, but I think he's a bit, definitely a miler. So how many runs would he have leading into that, do you think? He will have a Canterbury Stakes run first up, and then he'll go to the George Ryder uh, straight into a Doncaster. And beyond that? Uh, and beyond that, maybe a Queen Elizabeth. Okay, because I'm but thinking about Queensland obviously returning. Strongly. No, probably not Queensland. Um, we'll probably have to get ready back for the spring after that. Okay, and what about the stablemate, Private Eye, who beat him home last start? Yeah, for the agenda for him, he's going for a lightning first up. A mm-hmm. uh, thousand metres should suit him down the straight against Imperatriz, who's obviously going to be hard to beat, but he's um, he's a very good horse down the straight, Private Eye. Then we'll go to the new market. And then after that, we'll probably go for a TJ. We're just trying to avoid wet tracks as much as we can for this horse. So uh, usually the Flemington Carnival's pretty dry there at the start of the autumn. So that'll be the main aim. Okay. And then is Queensland on the agenda for him? Yeah, Queensland's an option for sure for him. Uh, Again, it's just about avoiding the wet tracks with this horse. So wherever we can find a... A good sprint race for him. That's where we'll be going. Yeah, because his form's misleading. It says his wet track stats are quite good, including two and a heavy. Yeah, a lot of those were early days when he was a much younger horse. So, um, no, he's definitely much better on the dry. He doesn't go on the wet track as much these days. You mentioned Flemington. I remember that brilliant performance prior to the, uh, the Everest last year. Uh, he came from well back and ran very fast time, didn't he? Yeah, he, he ran the Gilgai. It was a big win that day, and that was before one of his best runs of his life, bringing second to Giga Kiss, giving him weight. So, um, no, um, as long as it, he's had a few troubles in the autumn in the past, last, last year in the autumn, it was more the, um, his knees holding him back. But this year, staying sound, as, as it, it was working out better, this prep, how we train him differently, uh, it should suit him. Well, this horse was a big maiden win last start that's running today. Home track for you guys. Uh, Storm the Ramparts. He was ex-Mark Newnham, and he beat a subsequent winner there as well when he won at Gosford Flying Rani. Tell me what you think today, Storm the Ramparts. Yeah, he's a very promising horse. Um, he was taking a lot of improvement from that run. We had, 200, I think, 26 days between runs last check last uh, coming into that. So, um, no, he's improved in the Coda bunch and fitness-wise. And um, the favourite's a nice horse, but he's a very good chance. Yeah, and he's got good speed too. Will he hold up, do you think, from the inside, Storm the Ramparts? Yeah, he's pretty quick. Um, He'll be in the first pair anyway, or the the first four, I reckon. All right, race five. This mare's going well also. Silent raindrops in the market here for Nash, 5-3. Yeah, she's a horse that we found in the past. Takes a few runs to get to her peak. um, she She has a few tricks up her sleeve, but... 
the blinkers on really seem to switch her on last start and they should be the difference. Yeah, you don't see a lot of horses come from Stone last at Gosford and she got the job done there, so, uh, silent raindrops. Yeah, it was a big win and um, again, I think a lot of that has to contribute from the blinkers. So um, Nash on and a good draw should suit her again. And cre accredited, you've got the favourite here, race six, number eight. Yeah, he's a, he's a very promising horse. We have a lot of time for him. He's um, still probably need, will need the run, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if he won. He's a very promising horse. Uh, he, he's still a bit dull on the coat, but again, he, he's a promising horse. It's only 1,100 metres, so he should run big. And the team have got the second favourite here, Mary MacBoy, ex-Peter Moody. First run for you, a couple of off a couple of trials. Mary MacBoy. Yeah, he's a very nice horse. Um, he came to us in very good condition. Um, he seems a very straightforward horse. He's tried really well, so... Um, a uh, big weight he has to carry, but um, with Chad on, he should, he should be around the big race as well. Yeah, I want you to think about it, because there's plenty of people listening. We want one from you today, or just one. If I had to lock in one, I'd probably have to go Storm the Rampart. Storm the Rampart. It seems very reliable, but um, I think all, all four of them are really good chances. Actually. And what's I wouldn't, up? I wouldn't be steering from back in any of those four. All right. And just with Lekvar, hey, congratulations there as well. Yeah, that was another good win. She's back on track. Uh, and we'll be going for a bell of the turf third up, and it should be a great race for And that relation to Winks had no luck at Flemington, City of Lights. Is she going to have another run or rest? No, she's having a break now. She'll come back again, though. She's still a promising horse, and uh, I'm sure she'll bounce back from that run with no luck. All right, so what's the moral of the story? If you get kicked or punched in the face, you forgive. <laughs> yeah, you forget. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I could have, but anyway, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks. All good. <laughs> Brave pride talking about coal crusher. Uh, yeah, it would have been interesting if he was let run two starts ago in that race that uh, Bella Nipotita and Private Island. I mean, there, this is wait for age, and he was massive odds, but uh, he probably went too slow there. Um, and he, he battled on to run fourth, and then they just let him go uh, flat out all the way there. And he just got all horses off the bit, chasing out of their comfort zone. They're getting to him late, but he did all the power. He did all the bullocking work, and as I said, ran a record. Previous record was back 2019, Savatiana, but 115.49. So his overall record is 28 starts, nine wins, and eight placings. Yeah, Chris Murphy, um, he would have loved to have watched this horse uh, race uh, from In Excess. He's so well known. It was great to see his daughter interviewed there on uh, Sky, uh, which they replayed on um, Sunday morning on Sky Thoroughbred Weekly. Yeah, he, he was born in November 54, uh, Chris Murphy, and he passed the 16th of Jan, 2021. And uh, just a bit about him, it says here he was an Australian music and multimedia entrepreneur. He was the band manager for In Excess, late 79 to June 95. December 2008 to November 2012. So, yeah, so he was band manager for In Excess. So there was obviously a period there where he worked with them from the eight, right through the 80s to the, the mid-90s and then a break and then he rejoined them again 2008 to November 2012, Chris Murphy. And he was also worked with another group that you, a lot of you may remember, you may not, The Models from 84 through to 87. They had a couple of hit songs as well. But he died aged 86, as I mentioned, uh, that 16th of Jan 2021.